Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. Just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia, episode number 42 today on September the 22nd, 2009, episode number 42 of Purple Mafia. Today we are going to talk about the Minnesota Vikings victory once again over the Detroit Lions. So for the second week in a row, it was a tale of two halves. Vikings struggle in the first half, draw the ire of myself and a lot of you out there, and uh <laughs> Show what a team, what great, what a great team can be in the second half. How great a team they can be this year in the second half for the second week in a row. So we'll get into that today. That'll be the main focus. We'll also get into the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to preview Sunday's game. We are also going to get into the polls. That'll all be in segment number three, the 49ers and the polls. Segment number two, of course, Vikings Detroit, which is the main focus of today's conversation. On the sportsstuff.com which is the flagship website for Purple Mafia. We are also available on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to this show. Much, much appreciated. We would like you to join the message boards on thesportstuff.com. There's a button that says TSS Boards. Do click on that. That is how you can sign up. You can join the boards, vote on the polls, interact with me and many, many other people. It is a pleasure. I would like you to mention, pilot, mention me as a referral, excuse me, as in the referral box, type in Paladino Live, which are two separate words, P-A-L-A-D-I-N, as in November, Live. That is a second word. That is how I can be a referral. Of course, I don't make money doing that. It's more or less just showing I care about the website and brought more and more of you in. That's what I want to do. Um, one of you did join this week, Aussie Wolf. Aussie Wolf, this is a shout-out to you as you wanted me to say hi, and of course, I want to say hi. I definitely appreciate you hopping on board Mainly a fan of Timberwolves Explosion, but also mentioned he is a fan of Purple Mafia and the Minnesota Vikings, a big-time basketball fan, and loves the Vikings as well. Aussie Wolf, great, great to have you on board, buddy. I really, really appreciate it. Um, Thanks for coming out of the woodwork, as I mentioned, and I'd like more of you out there, because I know you're out there, folks, especially on this show. Come out of the woodwork and sign up to the message boards on thesportstuff.com, and let's have some fun. You know, let's form a little community on the website. You know, we need more... Minnesota sports fans on there. ASAP. Come on now. as It's a worldwide website, of course. All right. Well, as mentioned, we're gonna, it's going to be a three-segment deal. We also have a call-in from Dylan Richardson, my buddy and executive producer of thesportstuff.com. So we'll get into that right away, right after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, the new fast-breaking wolves are bursting on the scene with Timberwolves Explosion. Hear about this exciting new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, Johnny Flynn, and new coach Kurt Rambis. 
Check us out on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes, where we cover the Wolves like nobody else. Show your true blue, download and listen to this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 42, which is a reminder for iPod users, along with Zune users and other MP3 users out there, as I can't forget that there are other MP3 players out there, but of course iPods and iTunes, you know, that's kind of the, you know, I think that's most of my listening audience out there. Great to have you on board, of course. But I'm not forgetting about you, Microsoft Zune users, either. Real quick. Before I get into the game, we do have a call-in line on thesportstuff.com. It is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you are calling in for Purple Mafia. Do your uh, statement, whatever it is. Statement, shout-out, complaint, uh, banter about, joke around, whatever. Keep it to about a minute or less if you could, and you'll be on air, just like Dylan Richardson, who joins now. Purple Mafia. Hey, Joey, it's Dylan. Just wanted to congratulate uh, you and your Vikings defeating the Cleveland Browns. I think Favre looked decisive, and Peterson also, he looked like a man among boys. He, he, he was just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, this is what I think the Vikings are going to do all season. They're going to wear down the, the defense in the second half. And uh, wait for them to put eight or nine in the box and then utilize Favre's arm. And also... Who's this Percy Harvin guy? Huh. Crazy. Well, Dylan, I thank you very, very much for that. And, uh, of course, Dylan is a Bears fan, as mentioned probably numerous times on here, and he probably mentions as well (laughs) numerous times. Uh, He is also the host of NFL East to West. NFL East to West. I was a part of episode number four, and his co-host is Jim Tower. Great show absolutely fantastic those guys really know how to do a show about the nfl do check it out on the sportsstuff.com and on itunes well dylan as mentioned i do love i i really do appreciate that comment it was a great victory for the minnesota vikings that second half was insane uh yeah Favre really does Favre really <laughs> It might be the best game manager since John Elway late in his career, as I'm going to get into that today when it comes to the Detroit Lions. I mean, this guy is about as good a veteran as you're going to get on a team like this. That just They just needed a nice quarterback who knows what he's doing in every situation possible. Brett Favre is that man. Adrian Peterson is looking like <laughs> he's the best running back in the NFL, all right. And uh, it just it's a fantastic thing to watch. Um, and who's the Percy Harvin guy? Well, he just might be your NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year by the end of the year as he had another solid game in Detroit. Second straight game with a touchdown. Very, very cool. I really like the chemistry in the Farvin, Farvin combination of Brett Favre and Brett Harvin. It is a, it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Nice chemistry indeed. And, uh, yeah, I do thank you for that call. And, Dylan, it is... All it does is help and to add more personality to the show. So, terrific. All right, let's get into the game, shall we? Let's get into the game, which drew a lot of curse words from me. I generally, in the first half, of course, not the second half, i not quite as crazy and, and uh, hot-headed as I used to be watching 
the Vikings before I became a, a show host, you know, and uh, just just got older, you know. I'm a 30 year old now. Just have calmed down a little bit, but seems like every time we play the Detroit Lions for whatever reason, I get really upset if Detroit seems to get anything going. And uh, the first half was ridiculous, man. What the heck? Especially the first quarter. Uh, <laughs> we're extremely lucky that uh, the Detroit Lions only managed a field goal in their very first drive of the game. Jason Hansen, about five minutes in the game, got a 30-yard chip shot field goal. The Vikings so lucky, indeed, that they were able to stop the Lions at all. I mean, Kevin Smith, every time they needed a first down, would just run right through us. And I did mention he was the guy I feared the most coming into this game. Um, Matthew Stafford looking a lot more confident this week early on. <laughs> hint, hint, early on than he did last week in New Orleans where it was interceptionville for uh, Matthew Stafford, first overall pick. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to have a chance to be a pretty good quarterback long term. But, uh, man, the first half continued to be a frustration. Minnesota Vikings virtually drive after drive after drive was either three and out or they'd get one first down and be a three and out after that. It just drove me nuts. The offensive line for this Minnesota Vikings continues to struggle, folks. Brett Favre just does not get enough time to throw the ball or to make any type of play. It's extremely frustrating at times, especially in the first half of both of these games. And uh, yeah, I am a little concerned about the offensive line. As the season continues, I really hope the chemistry can build in that O-line. And I know that uh, John Sullivan is a rookie. And, um, you know, there needs to be a little more of a cohesiveness, a little more gelling going on up there, especially with a quarterback, you know, who's, they don't, they, you know, who they've never played with before. He's, he's here now. It's a little bit different timing, a little different uh, approach to the game, of course, than a Tavares Jackson would have in previous years. But we all know how Tavares didn't really seem to have much time to throw the ball either. And, uh, yeah, that can be very frustrating. I personally do believe the offensive line is a little bit overrated. I actually do. Um, Bryant McKinney, I'm, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. He's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde. He can be really good and really bad. John Sullivan, well, he, he's okay. <laughs> he's okay. Phil Lodehold, off to a decent start, but, yeah, you know, he's a rookie and he makes mistakes. He misses plays. Uh, Nafahu Tahi. And, and Adrian Peterson both didn't help Brett Favre along the way either as they missed blocks several times in today's game. Very frustrating. Nafahu Tahi, that's, that's flat out his job, pretty much being a blocking fullback with his whole one-yard rush today. Um, yeah, when Nafahu Tahi's missing blocks, that's awfully frustrating, missing assignments, because that's just flat out his job, you know? That's flat out his job. It's like getting a power forward in basketball specifically to rebound, and he averages four rebounds a game. All six foot ten and two hundred and seventy pounds, you know, that's about that's about what kind of frustration that would be, right? That would drive you nuts. Um, Tahi isn't exactly a super high paid guy, but uh, I don't know. He's he's to me he's a below average fullback at best, in my opinion. But uh, after non stop, just meaningless drives. Now, of course, what I mean, it looked like the Vikings. We're going to have something going on their very first drive of the game, I will mention, however, as <laughs> things look pretty good on the very first drive, the opening drive, but a dropped exchange, Adrian Peterson fumbles again, and that is what led to that field goal by Jason Hansen, yet at the same time, it's like, hmm, after that, it's like the wind went out of our sales trip about a quarter and a half, and, you know, it, it drove me nuts. 
It's like, why is this happening? Why is Detroit getting first down after first down? And, of course, in the second quarter, Stafford was able to hit Kelvin Johnson for a touchdown. So Kelvin Johnson, for the second year in a row, was able to get a touchdown against the Vikings. Uh, this guy is hit legit as the Lions finally able to land a truly great wide receiver this time around. No more screwing around when it comes to that. As, uh, of course, you remember Chuck Rogers, or Charles Rogers, whatever you want to call him. Very high draft pick. Started okay, and then was an injury-prone player, and disappeared. Mike Williams. Well, <laughs> complete, complete utter bust, just like Troy Williamson. A lot of us are pissed off the Vikings didn't take Mike Williams, and we selected Troy Williamson. Well, both of them completely failed. Completely failed. Roy Williams? Ah... Good year and mediocre year. Eventually traded. Wasn't really happy in Detroit. Didn't really fit the billing too good. And then finally, Kelvin Johnson is the real deal. And uh, they even handed the ball off to Kelvin Johnson twice in this day. Both of them were very productive plays. And it drew <laughs> some cuss words out of Paladino Joey, who is your host of the show. Paladino Joey, a Wygen. <laughs> yeah, I was not a happy camper at all. Very, very frustrating first half for the Minnesota Vikings. Until, until very, very late in the first half, the Vikings offense finally says enough is enough. Brett Favre, 5 of 5. Just absolutely fantastic. You could just see the calm in this this guy and why he is still one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he's still easily a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, folks. Go ahead and make fun of me all you want, some of you uh, Brett Favre haters out there. I think he's minimum top 10 still. And if, if his, uh, <laughs> he could even be top 5. And uh, don't throw, don't start throwing the kitchen sink at me. But I think he could be top 5. I wouldn't say that just yet. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be careful. So I'll shut up and continue here with the conversation. But this SOB is about as efficient a quarterback in this offense as you're going to get in Minnesota. Period. Especially with receivers that are, you know, are either really young or tend to have <laughs> stone hands. Like uh, Bernard Berrien, who drops a lot of passes for a guy as talented as he is. He's kind of a Jake Reed. Fast, but tends to drop the ball a lot. Um, Berrien was solid today, though. Six catches, 46 yards. But uh, as I continue to digress a little too much here, <laughs> that, that drive, you could just feel it. You could just feel the Vikings were, were done screwing around, and this game was ready to rock and roll here. The Vikings are ready to rock and roll. This game was about to be was about to turn purple and not blue anymore. As Favre just led the Vikings on a very quick, precise drive, which ended up with a touchdown pass to Vasante Shenko. That was just fantastic. Adrian Peterson played with some serious determination as well. Determination, <laughs> as you'd like to say. Very, very cool. And uh, there it was, 10-7. to <laughs> 10-7, to seven. and uh, Detroit had a slight opportunity to do something. They ended up kneeling down, giving up pretty much, saying enough of this. As uh, Yeah, Detroit leading 10-7. to seven. Second year in a row, the Detroit Lions lead going into halftime. This time, though, the Vikings quarterback was not Gus Farratt, who was just horrendous in Detroit last year. And we didn't need Tavares Jackson, last chance Jackson, to come in and rally the troops. We had Brett Favre, baby, and that's what mattered most. As Favre continued to be efficient going into the second half after, well, Detroit's very first series on the play, on the uh, in the second half, the Vikings finally <laughs> really develop, deliver a 
insane pass rush. There were two sacks on the very first series. Ray Edwards and Jared Allen both getting sacks. It started with Jared Allen, ended with Ray Edwards, who I think had an absolutely awesome day. Ray Edwards, just, this guy is emerging fantastic, man. Second week in a row, he gets a sack, and second week in a row, this guy is out there getting the job done, and he's off to a way, way better start to 2009 that he was in 08. I mean, the guy <laughs> predicted he was going to be the all-time sack leader because of guys like Jared Allen, Kevin, and Pat Williams, that he was going to be free and going to be the all-time sack leader. Well, this guy's this guy, I think, very easily can get 10 sacks this year, maybe even, maybe even more, 11, 12, 13, if he's lucky. We'll see. I mean... I do like Ray Edwards. When when he's playing up to his potential, this guy can be pretty doggone good. And uh, today he was just outstanding. One of the MVPs of the day today. And he's in that poll when <laughs> when we get to the end here. Um, very impressive, indeed. Chad Greenway had uh, <laughs> two interceptions on the day. Both of them were thrown right to him, basically. Matthew Stafford just kind of... <laughs> Matthew Stafford just screwing around, basically. Greenway also had a fumble recovery. I mean, the ball loved Chad Greenway today. Loved Chad Greenway. The guy, uh, Ben Lieber, of course, knocking a uh, fumble out. And uh, Greenway was able to recover it. The guy has had, the guy had a huge day today, Greenway. And the bounce of the ball was definitely on his side, without a doubt. As Stafford's confidence dropped, dropped like the stock market last, last fall. It really did which sure uh, hurt a certain party last season, last fall, <laughs> as you might imagine. Hurt them just a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. In the end, though, Brett Favre's deficiency continues. Vikings were able to tie it up with a chip shot. Ryan Longwell field goal. Vikings could not get in the end zone. But <laughs> very shortly thereafter, after uh, Matthew Stafford screwing up again, <laughs> Adrian Peterson was able to finish off a uh, a drive, 27-yard touchdown. This guy just blew right through once again. And Adrian getting, getting his fourth touchdown of the year, making it 17-10, to 10, and it's like, okay, Detroit's done. Detroit's done. That was, of course, after the fumble recovery. Excuse me. Detroit's done now. You know it's all over. And uh, the, the teams exchange a couple of uh, so-so drives. The rest of the third quarter... The game gets a little bit uninteresting for a while here, but the Vikings clearly in control of things along the way. Detroit not really accomplishing a darn thing at all. Ryan Longwell, patented Ryan Longwell, 46-yard field goal midway through the fourth quarter. Just this guy is the best kicker in the league. Bar none, he is the best kicker in the league. And, uh, yeah, my Maranatha fantasy team, fantasy uh, fantasy football league out there. Some of you might be listening, like Brian Crownhart or maybe Derek Cadillac. Uh, <laughs> I got a little rip by be made fun of drafting Ryan Longwell. The guy's the best kicker in the league, so go ahead and make fun of me all you want. He is. Not a homer pick. It's 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 a brain pick. I would pick Ryan Longwell if he was on Green Bay or on Co- Dallas, two teams I hate. Well, I don't hate Green Bay as much as I hate Dallas. Ugh. But, uh, yeah. Ryan Longwell is one of the reasons that made me almost, you know, respect, almost respect the Packers, along with Brett Favre. But, uh, yeah. Son of a gun, right? 20 to 10 at that point. You know Detroit's not going to make a comeback. Not going to make a comeback. Not long thereafter, the Vikings just snuff out Detroit once again. Brett Favre, again, 
Mr. Efficiency, who completed 85% of his passes on the day, 115 passer rating, only 155 yards, but got it done along the along the way. Adrian Peterson getting first downs, completes a three-yard touchdown. Another short little touchdown, but got the job done. To Percy Harvin, second touchdown of the season and second week in a row for Harvin and Farvin. Huh. This is just a beautiful thing to watch at this point in time. 27-10 to 10 in favor of Minnesota. And you know Detroit is totally screwed at this point. They are able to get a 48-yard field goal from a legendary kicker, Jason Hansen, who I also do like a lot. Yep, he's on a division rival, and I like him a lot. He's been in Detroit forever. The guy does not miss for nothing. He is a great kicker. 48-yard field goal just to save face a teeny tiny bit, making it 27-13, to and the Detroit Lions lose their... <laughs> are now 0-18 in their last regular season games here, at least the last two years. Spectacular by Detroit. Vikings win, Vikings win, and that's what counts the most. Jim Schwartz, though, the new coach of the Detroit Lions, I'm going to mention, this guy's a pretty, uh, this guy is a pretty darn uh, creative guy. I I like him. I think he has a chance to be a pretty good head coach. He, he, he put out some trickery out there, and it threw us off guard a teeny tiny bit, I think, at times, with some of those reverses to uh, Calvin Johnson and uh, an almost faked punt. They tried to draw the Vikings offside. Just, he was kind of a, you know, he's, he's a gutsy guy. And I know you don't really have much to lose with the Detroit Lions, who are, you know, have lost a million games in a row here. But, uh, yeah, I, I like him. I like him a lot. Uh, the coach last year didn't certainly didn't seem like that. So uh, I do think Detroit has a good future with a nice young quarterback, great receiver, and a good running back. I like Kevin Smith. I really do. As Kevin Smith on the day was able to amass 83 yards on the ground. And, uh, yep, he, of course, lost the ball in the game. But I'm telling you, the guy is a... The guy definitely frustrated me early on, as I mentioned, over and over again. I was... Losing it when he kept getting first downs for Detroit. But, uh, yeah, definitely Detroit has a future. And then in the not-too-distant future, <laughs> if that makes sense. So, Brett Favre was sacked three times today. The Vikings were able to amass two sacks on Matthew Stafford. And that's the ball game, folks. Minnesota wins again. Another tale of two halves, sort of, other than the fi- finally the Vikings scoring late in the first half. Uh, I I like what I see out of this uh, out of this product. They look like a pretty confident, calm, talented team. That that's not really not really scared of anybody. I don't think right now. And uh, we're gonna find out against San Francisco in the dome. And uh, we're gonna get into them right after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, we're turning up the tempo on Brave the Wild. A new era has come to the state of hockey with new attitude, Martin Havlet, a more open style with coach Todd Richards, and a new philosophy in general manager Chuck Fletcher. We're available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Answer the call and get ready to brave the wild. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 42. Which is a reminder for iPod, Zune, and other MP3 users. Thank you always for joining. And it is time to get into a little preview with the San Francisco 49ers, who are 2-0. And remember, last year they did finish 7-9. Not in a very good division, but when Coach Mike Singletary took over, 
This team played with a lot more confidence, folks, and a lot, a lot, a lot tougher, a lot more class. San Francisco emerging right now as a potential favorite to win that little, that little NFC, uh, NFC West over there, as they beat Seattle pretty darn good, actually. A home game for San Francisco in one of the worst now, now one of the worst stadiums in the league, formerly home of a dynasty back in the day, Montana to Rice, Young to Rice, and all that good stuff. Um. Man, oh man, <laughs> it's time to face another really tough running back, that's for sure. That is for Dusher as uh, Frank Gore la- last week, last Sunday, against Seattle on only 16 rushes, 207 yards, two touchdowns. One of the big plays of the day for him was a 79-yard explosion and, another, and an 80-yard explosion in the third quarter. I mean, he looked like Adrian Peterson, kind of, how he exploded against Cleveland. San Francisco with former Minnesota Viking quarterback Sean Hill. Now, remember, last year they also had former Minnesota Viking backup J.T. O'Sullivan. So they seem to like those deep backups for the Minnesota Vikings. Mike Singletary, of course, highly favoring Sean Hill as he moved Sean Hill to the starting position immediately when he took over. And remember the infamous Vernon Davis sending him to the locker room, the ultra-talented tight end for the 49ers. And uh, it's gotten better over there in San Francisco ever since. I mean, this team, this team's growing up a little bit. Alex Smith sure that hasn't. Remember, he was a <laughs> Packers stud quarterback, Aaron Rodgers' counterpart in that draft. A lot of people were wondering who would go number one overall, Alex Smith or Aaron Rodgers. It ended up being Alex Smith. Aaron Rodgers slips all the way down to 24 with Green Bay. And, of course, the guy who went 24th overall is way better than the guy who went number one overall. Go figure. Alex Smith has just been a complete, utter bust in San Francisco. And, of course, as I mentioned, we will not see him on Sunday. Sean Hill is a very solid uh, game manager over there in San Francisco. Very, very solid. Nothing sexy at all. But look at this, 73% completion percentage last Sunday. 19 of 26. Kind of like Favre in that sense. He was sacked four times, though, so that means watch out, San Francisco, as that old line is not looking oh so hot. But they they helped Frank Gore, though. They helped Frank Gore in that little 207-yard day. Though the the O-line in San Francisco has been an issue, as Gore had a pretty tough year last year. Looks like the Niners are in business this time. And, uh, yeah, this is a team I'm a little bit worried about. I do think Minnesota will pull this one off. uh, Other than Frank Gore, I'm not really scared of San Francisco that much. I'm really not. Isaac Bruce, he's about 70 years old. Vernon Davis is good, but not great. He's 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 a pretty good uh, tight end, but but nothing amazing. And after that, who are they throwing the ball to? You know, Frank Gore is a good receiving back. As AP is becoming one of those, I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of Adrian Peterson as a receiving back. But uh, <laughs> other than that, I mean, uh, this is definitely a team that's going to give us a little bit of trouble. I mean, they're certainly better than the. Cleveland Browns and Detroit Lions, absolutely, but the game is here, and I don't think San Francisco comes in and beats the Minnesota Vikings next week. I really don't. I could see a Vikings getting about 27 points, and the Niners with about 17, 14 to 17. It'll be a little closer, a little tighter, but I think Minnesota's going to score about as much as they did this past week, and uh, San Francisco will wind up with the short end of the stick in the Metrodome. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I think the Vikings get a few stacks here against this offensive line. And Frank Gore, mm, 
don't I don't think he's going to explode again. I I really don't. I mean, you never know as the as Jamal Lewis and Jamal freaking Lewis and uh, Kevin Smith looked pretty good, unfortunately, against the Minnesota Vikings. They actually did. And um, that was a little bit frustrating. Just a little bit. So that's pretty much how things are going to stand there at this point in time. You really hope that uh, the Vikings can can get, get, get their butts in gear when it comes to run stopping. I mean, they were good in the second half, but the first halves were a little frustrating. We'll see what happens here. So, we're going to close the show today with the poll, the new poll I came up with. And the poll does read, I mean, it's a simple thing. It's nothing like, oh my god, wow, this is some real brainiac thing that i got to think about for five years. But it was, who's the MVP in the Vikings versus Lions game? And I would like you to also to uh, leave a comment, and especially if you choose the other, naming who you think was MVP of the game. As I'm seeing... My buddy Farzine put a vote on there already. <laughs> and he put two different players, bias vote, non-bias vote. I'm going to save that for next week's show. But uh, some of you can see that if you go on there. <laughs> that is a great post, Farzine, by the way, if you're listening. <laughs> he actually mentioned three choices. That's that's pretty cool. I actually like what he says there. I love the guy, man. Farzine, host of the Chief Zone. Huge show on the sportstuff.com. Big, big star, podcaster, Farzine, Kansas City Chiefs, and an improving young team, by the way. But, uh, yeah, let's get into the five choices. Brett Favre, Ray Edwards, Adrian Peterson, Jared Allen, or other? Well, I was torn between Brett Favre and Ray Edwards, but you know what, folks? Brett Favre, baby. Brett Favre is the MVP of the Vikings versus Detroit Lions game, as the guy was completely unfazed, despite the way the things were going a little bit early on. Shucks, even even I was cursing up a storm a little bit, even even though usually I try to be a little more even keel now when I'm watching a game. But man, Brett Favre, this guy is such a such a leader, man. And uh, with 85% and two touchdowns, and not even you know the guy just looks like the perfect quarterback for this team. And he was the perfect quarterback in that type of day, keeping the guys awake here. Hey, let's stop screwing around. You know, this is the Lions, who aren't great, but, you know, they are division rival and all that good stuff. Let's stay awake here, and let's let's beat these SOBs. Brett Favre is the MVP, in my opinion, and I'd like you out there to vote. Hey, Aussie Wolf, vote. Do vote. And also, don't don't be shy to call in. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877, once again, is the voicemail on the sportsstuff.com. Mention you're calling in for Approval Mafia, and leave your statement, comment, shout out, whatever the heck it is, joke around, <laughs> whatever. Um, definitely cool, as I loved having uh, Dylan's call on here, and I'd like more of you out there, and Dylan, call again. Heck yeah. Love to have you on board. It's Dylan picked the Minnesota Vikings to win the Super Bowl, despite the fact his Chicago Bears beat the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. Very cool. It's very cool. Very nice victory over Max Chapman and... Uh, Steelers girl Heidi, his team out there. So, ha-ha to those two. No, Max Chapman, of course, host of the Steel Pit on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes. And also, you can contact me, paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. You can follow my Twitter, twitter.com forward slash paladinolive. So, that's the gist of things <laughs> in contacting me. Would like to have you on board always. And I'd like to thank you for being on board this week. 
as it was also a blast, like always. And um, <laughs> I do predict a victory once again for the Vikings, who will be 3-0 and when I'm doing episode number 43. I'll be shocked if they aren't, and quite disappointed, actually. The schedule's going to get tough pretty soon, so the Vikings need to step up ASAP and uh, need, need to just continue to beat teams they're supposed to beat. That's the goal at this point in time. So again, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you in a week or less. Take care.